Your voice is like butter to our ears. Could you please find a way to get that audible chocolate on the airwaves? Hey, ooh, hey, hey there, everyone. I don't mean the music to go away completely like that. Um, welcome to an online friend simulator. Because everyone can use a friend even online. I am Francis, a.k.a. the other guy that audible chocolate for your ear holes. <laughs> okay, maybe not. <laughs> even when I said it, I'm like, oh, that's stupid. Uh, I'm just the friendly voice here to hopefully let you know that you're not alone in this increasingly fracturing world. Hope you like that little bit of intro. I realize that I, I start the show the same every single time. And for some, it's like, is this a new episode? Is this new? Or am I listening to the same thing over and over again? Is this on repeat? Because I more or less say the same thing over and over again, right? Like, that's the catchphrase at the beginning of the show. It's something to where if I didn't say it, you know, you know how in, in, in concerts when the band throws the mic to the audience and they take over? I hope that's what I do when I start the show. When you hear that music and, it, and you hear the, the music fade away, you can immediately say the words that I say at the beginning of the show because that'd be kind of cool if you could. If you can't, that's all good. <laughs> anyway, hi. How are you? I hope you're doing well. I hope everyone's doing all right today. Um... I apologize for the delay once again. Um, I, I, my, I don't really have much of an excuse other than I've been tired all week. It's been a busy week. I've been trying to incorporate exercise into my life again. Um, I'm trying to stay fit. I, uh, and, and as such, I, I don't stay up late doing these shows. So I don't do these, uh, I don't do the simulators tired. Like, as you can tell, I have a little more pep in my step in this. Intro. I have a little more pep in my step, uh, sounding right now. Like it's, um, it's there. <laughs> it's, uh, is he, it's for you to hear. So I hope you, uh, don't mind. I'm still going to be scatterbrained. That's not going to change. Just because I'm more awake doesn't mean I'm not going to have the brain of a, uh, of a person who has no idea what's going on. This is my second intro. I did like t a 10 minute bit. On something which I'm going to talk about again, but I realized I was just rambling. Like I didn't know what I was trying to say. I hadn't formulated my thoughts, even though I know exactly what we're going to be talking about today. But before we do, I just want to say something real quick, um, which actually will kind of feed into the topic for today. And the topic today is brought to you by um, Anthony, uh, Lister's mate, who didn't comment on last week's episode, which is fine. I'm not saying he has to or anything. But if you're wondering, like, wait a minute, I hear from him every week. Well, his contribution this week is the topic for the show. So I'm going to be talking about um, anger and anxiety, uh, two big things that we all experience at some point or another, right? That we all kind of um, feel at some point. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, but yeah, so I'll be talking about that. Before I do, though, I did want to say something real quick because I've been just noticing it a lot, uh, a lot lately. I've been noticing uh, noticing it a lot online lately, and it's I know it's been happening. Okay, look, you're going to be like, "Hey, welcome to the show, pal." Um, welcome to the party, pal. I don't have that, that soundbite ready. Sorry. <laughs> I don't have, uh, who said that? I don't even remember who said it. Oh, no, um, 
uh, Bruce Willis, right? In uh, Die Hard. Welcome to the party, pal. So, yeah, I... I'm, I am a victim to this. I do this a lot. I did this a lot, too. Um, I, I feel like we don't celebrate or encourage strength anymore. I feel, from what I can tell, at least online, I don't, I don't know about anywhere else. I, I, I don't know, <clears throat> in all honesty. Um, but I feel like we embrace weakness over strength. That we celebrate weakness over strength. That we encourage weakness over strength. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, when I was growing up, I was often told by musicians and family and and mentors that should you ever get knocked down, you got to pick yourself up again. And fight back harder. Thank you, Chumbawamba. Not the fight back harder part. But you get it. <laughs> we, you know, if you get knocked down, then you get up again. You know. So uh, uh, we did that, right? We did that. We, we got up. We dusted ourselves off. We got back into the fight even harder. I think of movies that had uh, Jackie Chan as the protagonist, right? Jackie Chan, if you're not a Jackie Chan fan, you're not a martial arts movie fan, don't worry about it. I'm just going to briefly explain kind of his, his type of movie, his type of protagonist, and why we don't – I don't know why we don't kind of encourage this. And I know there's other movies that do this as well, but not really. So Jackie Chan always – for the most part, not always, but when, he, when he's doing his Hong Kong um, films, he always played kind of the underdog he was the one against many. And oftentimes, even though he was incredibly skilled in martial arts and he'd be fighting back, he always was at a disadvantage. Now, the funny thing is about it is that no matter how strong or how many people there, there were, he still understood he had his weaknesses. So he improvised. But whenever he got beaten up, whenever he got taken out, like, for instance, the movie Gorgeous, where the fighting was more competitive than it was, like, um, in Rumble in the Bronx, where he was fighting against a, a gang of hooligans who was trying to kind of harass a town in, in, in the Bronx, harass, like, a community in the Bronx. In, in, in Gorgeous, it's just him fighting some dude. <laughs> <laughs> and like kind of falling in love with like a um, like a uh, like a pop star or whatever like but in in both those cases he was he was you know he would be outnumbered outgunned and his perseverance was what got him through his fights he never gave up he didn't give in he never surrendered he just kept going and it, and, and it was for a cause. It was always for a good cause too, like to to protect this um, this um, grocery store that he worked for, that his uncle owned, 
or you know to protect the, his girlfriend. Well, like, I don't know if it was ever his girlfriend, but this girl that he, he was um, attracted to that who he connected with, and he found himself in Rumble in the Bronx uh, in a final fight where he had to fight an entire gang uh, after much, you know. Um, Again, getting up and, and dusting himself off. He he fought and he 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 won. Eventually, well, he didn't even win. He just um, he was just such a force of of nature that the dude, the boss guy, was like, "Enough! Stop beating up my guys! <laughs> like you're using all of our you're using all of these random uh appliances that happen to be in our in our gang uh hideout against us. Leave us alone." It's like, oh, okay. You know, oh, uh, yeah, just go away because you're hurting us. You know, he's like, okay, look, I don't want to fight you guys. You know, I, I want to be cool with everybody. Like, you guys don't seem that. I mean, sure, you harass the, you are harassing a neighborhood. But I like to, you know, be friends with you guys if that's okay. Like, I'd like us all to be friendly. You know, and I feel like and when... <laughs> I forgot there was like like another plot point of like this like this wealthy um I don't know this like wealthy uh, evil bad guy I forgot that there was that forget about that guy that guy was stupid um he, he, I think he was just there for the stunts uh, or he was there to 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 put Jackie Chan in situations where he can do some stunts anyway I'm just saying wow that long winded thing about Jackie Chan in movies leads me back to we celebrate weakness and we don't. We actually, um, I think we actually berate, we as, I mean, society as a whole seems to berate strength, right? At least that's my observation. Please tell me I'm wrong. I'd love to know I'm wrong. I'd love to be told, you know, you're a moron, Francis. You have no idea what you're talking about. You don't. We, 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 we encourage strength. But yet, anytime somebody fights back, <sighs> against a, anybody, <laughs> I do I, I don't know. Like, I feel like anytime someone does show any type of strength towards someone else, no matter, no matter what side you're on, I know there's sides, I hate it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the person who's being kind of like, a, not attacked, but maybe like proven wrong or proven like, hey, your ideas don't make any sense. What they end up doing instead is they fall back. And the weak, and the mob protects the weak, right? Which is cool. You should. You should protect the weak. We should all protect the weak, right? But they don't. That weak. That weak person doesn't get stronger. They just get encouragement from the people around them to stay weak, to not have a strong argument, to not have a strong uh, rebuttal. They just. They're like, hey, I have all these other people who are just as weak as I am. Kind of encourage me to stay weak. We're all weak together. But we're not going to come up with instead of giving you a, an appropriate argument or, or you know or, or, or whatever, we're just going to just stick with what we're saying because we all say the same thing, proof or no proof. We're all just going to say the same thing, and, and therefore the weak stay weak. While those who are like, no, wait a minute, I'm growing, I'm learning, I'm becoming stronger, I'm I'm exercising my mind, I'm exercising my muscles, I'm exercising whatever. They're like, well, I'm getting stronger, even though I'm by myself being the strong person. And yeah, look, it's lonely. As they say, sometimes it's lonely doing, the, lonely doing the right thing. Well, sometimes it's lonely being, quote unquote, maybe being the right person, right? Because not everyone 
want something to be right, right? Because it goes against what they believe. It goes against what they feel. It goes against what they think. And so the weak are just, you know, they just swarm together and they're like, oh, no, no, no. We're all, we, we you know, you're okay. We, we all think the same thing. Why? We don't know. We just know that it's, you know, to us, it feels right or whatever. I don't know. I feel like that's just the thing that's going on. I wasted way too much time on that, <laughs> didn't I? Uh, let's just go into the next bit. Let's just go into the main topic at hand because, um, like I said, there's a little bit of connection between the two. So let's see. Do I have a soundbite for that? Um, okay, here you go. Is there any way you can make it sound a little less depressing? Exit right ahead. Don't force it. Just make it sound natural. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to hear some more of that stuff. Um, not not uh, not in this episode, but in, in, in future simulators, because I found kind of a little bit of a treasure trove of old audio from stuff that we used to use. Uh, okay. Ang- uh, anger management and anxiety. And why that it te- that it, that extends to weakness and strength. Now, <clears throat> I don't know if I'm necessarily the best person to talk about this. Uh, I, I, I told Anthony I would, but there's a reason why I don't feel I'm the best at this, because I don't get I don't get angry very often. Now, I do. How do I put this? I do get angry. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I get angry. I've, I've gotten angry in the past. I do get angry, but I never, I don't express it, is what I should say. I don't necessarily express it. And you may, may be wondering, well, okay, so there you go. You get angry. Perfect. Well, here's the problem. One, I don't get angry very often. I just don't. Um, mostly because I don't, I, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't let a lot of things get to me. I used to. I used to in the past. I used to when I was younger. I remember when I was a little kid. Um, well, I was in like the fourth grade, fifth grade. And there was this kid who was, I don't know if he was a, I mean, he was a little bit of a bully, I guess, but he kept, we had like books in in our classroom and one of them was of monkeys and he, he just kept telling me, like, look, this is your family. You're monkeys. And like, meh. You know, like, you guys are stupid, like monkeys. And he kept, like, look, there's your mom, and there's your dad, and there's your, the-. and he just kept, like, like, rubbing it in that my family were primates and monkeys. And I was angry, but also just incredibly frustrated as a child. And I ended up crying. Now, maybe, look, I guess people will call him a bully, sure. Uh, but that's my first real kind of memory of getting angry, you know. And then as I got older, I became a teenager, and there was a you know I I got a little less angry, um, mostly because uh, I think I was angry a lot. <laughs> I mean, a lot of things got me angry um, because I didn't get my way often, you know. I did. I my my life did not go the way it it, it I wanted it to, which made sense because I was a kid. <laughs> I was but a mere child, but a wee lad. Of course, life isn't going to go the way it does. You know. And then I remember there was a stint in my junior high school years where the, our class was between teachers because um, we had a teacher that had passed away. And 
during that time, because we were a private school, we didn't really have any substitutes to kind of take over. And so oftentimes we were kind of left to our own devices. And as such, as teenagers, raging hormones, raging emotions, you know, you have a tendency to, to, to react and, and, and act out. And I remember one time we were all in class and a friend of mine, I think my, he was my best friend at the time, said something rather insulting to a girl in the, uh, in the class. And she just got up and started storming at him. And for some weird out of this world reason, I don't know why I got this in my head <laughs> to do this, but I tripped her <laughs> on her way to him. And her anger and her frustration then towards him was just, it was just funneled and laser beamed at me. And she just turned to me and slapped me so hard in the face. I can, I think, I, I mean, I still feel it to this day how far she slapped me. I was just, you know, I was a stupid 12 year old, but my God, I was slapped hard in the face. And then she just sat back down afterwards, if I recall. But, you know, and I knew I deserved it. But look at that. I mean, I see, I mean, that's how, what, I mean, that is the manifestation of anger, right? That's the manifest, manifestation of letting it get to you. And I kind of define anger as the frustration that you cannot control, uh, the frustration over the things that you can't control. I think that's what anger is. Because oftentimes, like we like we get angry over what like we're fixing a thing and, and it breaks. We don't have control over it breaking. We had control over what we were doing, but we didn't have control over it breaking. Right? Like if it was going to break, it was going to break. Like a like a fixing a um, a washing machine. Right? You know, you you turn the knob slowly. You're being as careful as you possibly can. All of a sudden, poof, you break the piping or whatever. Right? Can't control that. How were you supposed to know? You were being careful. You were being careful. You knew it. So we become angry over the things that we can't control. And I know over the years, you, you know, I was taught that, hey, look, you can't control the world around you specifically, but you can control how you react to the world around you. You can control what you do about it, right? Like you can get angry. Angry is a – anger is a necessary <clears throat> – excuse me. Ooh. Got some caught in there. Anger, anger isn't necessarily a choice, right? We get angry, you know. Somebody cuts us off in traffic. We chase them down because we're angry, right? Because we're having a bad day. Everything's bad, and then that was the straw that broke the camel's back. So we get upset, and we get, and we, we our emotions flare. And it takes a lot of self-control, a lot of self-awareness. This is why I, I, I'm a huge proponent of self-reflection. And I say that a lot. What is self-reflection? Self-reflection is taking the time in your day to reflect on the actions that you've taken throughout your day and why you took those actions and why you did it. You know, why did you feel this way? Why did you act this way? Is it a good thing that you acted this way? Is it a good thing? How did it benefit you? How did it benefit other people? What was the purpose of it? Did it hurt others? Like if you can look at your own life, look at your own actions on a not necessarily daily basis. I don't do that daily, but I do self-reflect a lot. Like how did my actions affect myself and affect other people? 
and that will help you control your emotions. So that when you do have your find, when you find yourself in a in, in a point of anger, then maybe you can do something different. For instance, the other day, I was making a bowl of soup, and I I, I had the the bowl was ready to go. I was ready to eat it. I was I was set. I was whistling, humming a happy tune. And for some, I was, I don't know what I was doing, but for some reason, I, I think it was either picking up the bowl or something, but my fingers dipped into the bowl of soup and it was hot, like scalding hot. I had to put my hand under water, cold water for a while. I mean, first degree burns easily. Um, and I was angry and I, 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 well, when I dipped my fingers into the bowl of soup, I shot my hand out. The bowl fell to the ground, smashing into pieces. My hand was covered in hot soup. I'm spreading soup all over the place. My, my fingers just flailing all over the place. And I am angry and hurt and upset. And what do I do? Now, mind you, this isn't towards people. I'll get to the towards people part. What do I do? I calm down. I wash my hand, I cool my hand off, and I start cleaning. And again, I let the anger, I, I turn the anger's energy, because I was still angry at myself for ruining a good soup, because it was a tasty, t- it was a soup that I hadn't really tried yet. It was, it, it looked tasty, it looked good. I wanted some, I was angry I couldn't have it, I was frustrated, but I, it was out of my control. I dipped my hand, it hurt, I spread soup all over the place. But guess what? I had to clean it. I converted my energy into having to clean. And I got it done. And you're like, that's not real anger. What about real anger? Okay, let me get your real anger. Let me give you real anger then. Okay. And, 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 and my, I, my thoughts and my ideas for anger management and how I feel you should manage anger. Okay. I, like I said, I didn't know how to. When I, and it, my, I, my head necks. Who, for the last six months of our relationship, decided to lie to me about pretty much everything. She was cheating on me. She was lying to me about where she was going. She was getting drunk and driving. She was, you know, all sorts of things. And I was getting angry. I got angry. I got angry. I yelled at her. I screamed at her. I screamed to the point where my lungs were burning. I punched holes through walls. I, my anger was raw, but it took a long time to get there because at first it was, okay, she's angry. You know, she's lying to me. How do I know? Well, because none of her, what she's saying makes sense. You know, she's, She's doing what now? She's going where now? She smells like this. She looks like, like, what? what? Right? Like, you know, like, you can tell. Like, you could just tell, right? When someone has had uh, intercourse with someone else, they have something about them. They have a scent to them, etc. You know? Um, how was your this? And then they have the vaguest of information, or they have no information at all. They don't want to. They don't want to even bother. They don't even want to bother. Like she didn't even want to, you know. And then texts and on the phone and blah 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 and all sorts of things. Like there's so many red flags. And at first I was just like, just you know, I was sympathetic and like, look, you know, I love you. Please talk to me. You know, I was, I was, I was trying my best to 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 keep a level head. 
And she's like, don't worry, but no, I'm not lying to you. I'm not doing no, no, no. And it kept going and building and building and building to where I'm like, she, she just even bother. I'm like, I'm out. I'm like what? <laughs> it's like that Rihanna song or was it Rihanna or no, it was, Oh my God. Um, I don't remember. It wasn't Rihanna. Uh, there was another, there was a, but there was a song about cheating and how the other guy knew like the guy knew but she lied about it anyway and she did it happily and she did it contently and here was the worst part you know i was down on my luck at the time i was like out of work it was during the recession i was looking for a job and my girl my my wife actually i guess at the time was like oh you know every morning before she went to work would sit I would tell her, I love you. And she said, I love you. Every morning. And then she'd go out after work, meet up with her, you know, her, whoever she was cheating on. I mean, I knew who they were. I just, who needs to go into details, right? But the people she was cheating on, people, multiples, you know. And it's like, okay. Okay. And I was just worn down. And then, the last straw, I leave. I mean, I'm not welcome in my, you know, I, I'm not welcome in my own, my own home. Um, I had nowhere to go, of course. I lived in my car for six months as a result. Couldn't be in that house. She already had her, uh, the person she was cheating with on me living there after I left. <laughs> you know? I mean, what am I going to do? You know? But I was angry. I was angry. All the time, angry. Uh, And then came the years after that. Where my anger got tempered. Turned into something else. And it takes a long time to learn that, right? It takes a long time. I I got exhausted just telling that story. Holy crap. I got tired telling that story. Um... But you get tired after that anger, right? You get tired, but you also temper it. And you temper it and you turn it into armor. And you turn it into steel. And look, I have a I have a girlfriend now. And look, I get angry. I get upset when she, you know, something she'll do or say will anger me, upset me. But then I realize, why? She's not doing anything wrong, right? She, I mean, she did one, I, she did one thing that I was like really upset with that angered me, but but it's because, you know, I don't think it was a very smart thing, you know? Sure. But I mean, whatever. Like, I, we're allowed to feel those things, but it's what we do with that. Then, but, the, but, but now, now it gets the management part. What do we do with those emotions? That's where self reflection comes in. Self reflection is so important. You got to think about what it does. So you take a second. It, it actually flashes like this. It's so quick to self-reflect when you're about to get angry. When you're angry, sometimes emotions overwhelm you. Ah, ah. When I was angry with with my girlfriend now, when she told me the story about you know about doing something which I thought was really irresponsible, you know, but she thought it was funny, and I'm like, no, that's dangerous. Like, why would you do that, right? But as as my anger kind of ebbed and flowed, I'm like, but is it worth it? Like, okay. There's a lesson to be learned here. Express instead of getting mad and yelling and screaming, which is like my instinct, 
right? Or or shutting down, which is my most primary instinct, because that's what I used to do uh, back in the day, was just shut down when I was angry. Because I was, you know, growing up, I wasn't allowed to be angry. Growing up, I wasn't allowed to have emotions with my parents, right? Like if I was angry, you're like, nope, your your emotions are invalid, right? No matter what it was, really. <laughs> I was only allowed to express joy, really. Uh, which is probably why I fake it so often. But yeah, like y- 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 you're only allowed to express that. But anger wasn't something I was allowed to express until I met my, you know, my ex-girlfriend slash ex-wife. Boom, anger. I got to, I learned everything about angry. I learned everything about being the Hulk, you know. But then again, afterwards, tempered, turned into steel, turned into armor, turned into something useful. So, Anytime you find yourself getting angry, this is my recommendation. Think of, is to, A, yeah, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. No one can, not everyone can do this because anger is such an encompassing feeling. But you're going to have to step back. Just as I let her tell the story, I stepped back. I did, t- I did express how I was angry. I didn't, I didn't, I, I, I was a little, I, I was able to calm down pretty quickly. Um, in, in relatively quickly, I mean, you know, I don't know if she knows how relatively quick it is because she'll be listening to this at some point, but it was relatively quick and it was, it's been moved on ever since, you know, and again, for Anthony, who's asking about anger management, the best thing you can do is think about what the benefits are. Is there ever a benefit to being angry? Is there ever a benefit to being upset, anger like that? Anger, again, is the frustration over the things we can't control. What can we control? Our own emotions. What's the, what can we do with that emotion? We can mold it. We can turn it into different energies. A lot of people exercise when they're angry, which I think is a great use of, of that energy. When you're angry, exercise. Sometimes people paint. Sometimes people write. They get, they get creative. But there, I, I personally feel that expressing it in a different way, which is still like, like people, people say, you got to let it out. You can't just leave it in there. But I think that is letting it out when you express it differently, when you express it through different energies. I still think you're letting out that anger. I still believe you're letting out that frustration because you're putting it into something different. It's manifesting itself into something that is tangible. And that's what you need to do with anger is you don't lash out. Because what happens when you lash out? The other person lash out, lashes out. And when they lash out, it just builds. What are you doing? You're, you're, you're creating an atomic bomb of anger when you lash out, when you get angry at somebody. Instead, if they're angry at you, here's my, here's my approach. It's like, okay, look, I appreciate where you're coming from. I understand what you mean. I understand what you're saying. I understand why you're angry. You're angry because I didn't do this or you didn't do that or this was what your expectation was. Let them know that you get where they're coming from if you have to talk to them. If you can, and because sometimes you don't, you can t- take some time away or you have time to calm down. But yeah, you know, say, hey, I, I understand. This allows you to kind of, again, reflect on your anger. And then and try to think about why are you angry in the first place? Are you angry because they're not meeting your expectations? Are you angry because um, if things didn't go your way, are you angry? Like maybe it didn't go your way, but it went in a way that is okay. Maybe it didn't go 100% the way you wanted it to, but maybe it's still okay. Who knows? Think about it. That's the point. 
Think about it. Don't just yell and scream and turn this thing into, you know, uh, a war. Just ask yourself, like, okay, why am I angry? What is this? What's the anger coming from? What is the point of this anger? Is it towards them or is it towards me? Is it because I, you know, am I angry because I didn't meet my expectations? Am I angry because they didn't meet their, their, my expectations? Why didn't they? Was it a good reason? Can I be reasonable? All that stuff can be thought out in a split second if you practice. It, do, it doesn't come easy. That's the problem. It doesn't come easy. Because most people are, again, when you're in the moment, that's all you're in. If you could take a moment, take that second Every day, that's the stuff. That's the, that's the exercise I, I, I 100% give to people listening right now. The self reflection. Think about it. Why are you getting angry? Why are you getting frustration? Frustrated? Is the fight worth it? Which goes back to being weak and strong. When you're fighting and you're yelling at each other and you're screaming at you, that's weakness. That shows weakness. Both of you are showing weakness. There's no strength in that in the yelling, in the screaming. The strength comes from learning from those situations and understanding what the hell's going on. Because some people aren't worth yelling about, yelling to it. That's, that strength is, is, is knowing when and when not to fight. When I see people fight politically online, I'm like, why? You already know the other side doesn't care, give a crap about what you're trying to say. They don't care what what point you're trying to make politically or culturally. They don't care. But especially if you're yelling and screaming, that's what I'm saying. If you're yelling and screaming and you're just, you know, it's just an auto. But if you become reasonable, if you come up with like ideas and be like, okay, I get where you're coming from. Well, think of it this way. This is why I am saying the what I'm saying. This is let them let them listen to your reason. Be like, okay, let them see if they can grasp where you're coming from. Okay, that's strength right there. Strength is restraint as well. It doesn't have to be all fisticuffs, right? Strength is being able to control the situation, and when you can control the situation, you are stronger. But if you're just flying with fists and words, and blood, that's weakness because there's no control. There's zero control. That's just that. That's just raw, uh, you know, animalistic, you know, instinct or whatever, right? Like that's it. So being calm, being level-headed, takes a lot of energy. Takes a lot of strength to do. In a, in, a, in a situation where all you want to do is be angry. And again, you're allowed to feel that way, but find out why. Allow yourself to feel the anger, but find out why you feel that way. Find out whether, what is it that causes it? What can you do about it? And whether it's worth even going to that next step. As for anxiety, that's a tough one. Anxiety is a feeling that, I mean, I still feel anxiety <laughs> over everything. You know, like I feel anxious having to talk to strangers. I feel anxious having to deal with people online. I feel anxious doing this show. 
I feel anxious doing my uh, the, my co-hosting gig on on Super Geeked Up or co-hosting with with Josh on Points of Interest and in, in Savannah. Like I feel anxiety. Why do you may you ask? Well, because it's anxiety inducing, right? You're you're in you're in a live situation. Now both shows are live. Now both shows are in front of an audience. It's like you're in a live situation. You have to be able to think. You have to be able to think on your feet. You have to be able to present yourself without looking like a fool, right? And it takes a lot of energy to do, you know, to get over embarrassment or to get over stage fright. But how does one manage anxiety? Well, I think in the same way that we manage anger, self-reflect. Why am I being anxious? What is causing the anxiety? What is the purpose of this anxiety? Is it to protect me from something? Or is it because I simply, maybe I'm just like, for instance, some of my anxiety comes from simply like, there's just way too less, too much energy to have to put on a happy face towards someone I don't, or towards anybody. And I don't want to be happy. I just want to be miserable. Or sometimes anxiety comes from like, well, I have to take a risk in putting myself in a situation to talk to a stranger of whom I don't know they will, how they will react to me. You know, is it worth it? Pros and cons. What's the risk? And even then, that's not enough to overcome anxiety. Sometimes I feel in reality, that anxiety is a chemical imbalance. Maybe there's just something you can't deal it chemically with that you can't do. You know, it's an, I don't know if anxiety is even a strength versus weakness thing. Is it, is anxiety a weakness? Sure. People see anxiety as a weakness, but also overcoming it. Is that a strength or is that, I don't know. I feel like I'm a little wishy-washy on anxiety just because I feel it all the time. <laughs> you know? I mean, a lot less than I used to nowadays, thanks to kind of being out there and putting myself out there with podcasts and improv and things like that. My anxiety isn't as much as it used to be. Like, I don't feel as um, anxious talking to strangers, but, or doing things that are risky. But you have to ask yourself, you really have to ask yourself, you know, with anxiety, do I need like, does this need to go a higher level? Do I need to seek professional help with this? Do I need to maybe even just like, you know, take anti-anxiety medication? Maybe that's all I need. Like something that kind of calms me down, you know? Because I feel anxiety. I, I, it's funny because I, I feel anxiety isn't invoked the same way as anger is. And I feel like we don't have the same control over anxiety as we do with anger. But I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you can. Like I said, I, I, I've learned over time to kind of manage it myself just simply by pushing myself to take the risk and pushing myself to do the things that would otherwise make me feel anxious. Like I tell the story, the say I will tell the story over and over again because it was, it's my greatest triumph over anxiety. It really is. This is my greatest triumph over anxiety was going to that meetup group in Seattle, Washington when there were, uh, during Emerald City Comic Con. It was a uh, meetup for the uh, Arrowverse, which at the time was only Arrow and The Flash. And I enter the room thinking everyone's going to be talking to each other, but it wasn't. People were just kind of sitting there and people were just kind of not talking to each other and not interacting with each other and not 
sharing thoughts and ideas with each other. And I got like annoyed by that. And so I got to the front of this room, which had like a really long table. So it looked like it was a panel room anyway. And I eventually turned it into a panel where I'm like, okay, guys, let's talk about Arrow and the Flash. And what do you think about these characters? And what do you think about this? And blah, 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 blah. And and I ran a, a panel and I ran a room for like half an hour while sweating my balls off because I was so anxious and, like, nervous, right? And all that energy came to just, like, hey, guys, what do you think, blah, blah, are you over there? You know, and people were talking and laughing and... And then at the end of it, and then at the end of it, I'm like, all right, guys, have a great evening. And I was like, that was, st-. and I sat down and I thought, I turned to Josh, who was with me at the time. And I'm like, that was the stupidest thing I've ever done. Like, why did I do that? And then people started coming up to me and I were like, wow, man, that was awesome. Thank you for doing that. That was really cool. I like, we really appreciate you doing that. And I'm like, uh. Huh? <laughs> okay. Like I was shocked. Like I was like, I just didn't, I was just really kind of annoyed that people were not talking to each other. Uh, and I was just like, yeah, no problem guys. Like, and like several people. And I was like, you guys don't have to do that. Like, thanks. But you guys didn't have to do that. That like, I felt overwhelmed. Like that's really nice. Like, I, yeah, that was super cool. And so, but that, that was super anxiety. And I just, it was more just, I was more annoyed that people weren't talking to each other that, that, than anxious, I guess. My, my annoyance was greater than my anxiety. And so that, that, that happened. Will I ever do that again? I don't know. I mean, maybe. I haven't, <laughs> when, when, when conventions start again, maybe I will. But that was like, you know, five or six years ago. And still, like, I've never, I guess I haven't been put in a situation where I had to do that except for like, um, a single datings panel, but I'm not going to go into that one. <laughs> That's, I mean, not that, it, not, not that it's just it's kind of the same thing. Same story. Nobody was talking to each other, got up and tried to get people to talk. Anyway, let's go into <laughs> comments. Uh, I only have one from Retco, Left Coast. Let's see, where's my mouse? There it is. All right. Uh, from the Culture Battle uh, episode. I guess I was too... Um, uh, I, I was too uh, anxious to call it the Culture War. Because, yeah. Uh, anyway, it says, Resurrecting a Nike slogan. N-word could be the Chris Rock skit be made today about that word. Nazi. Synonymous with racist. Bill Maher recently spoke about this. It is used increasingly more in our modern times. Went to a live radio event the past weekend. Perhaps you should do one of those too. Recently took updates yearly EO sexual harassment training. Uh, intention matters not. How often others feel about interaction is supreme. Others not comfortable with something, you will be punished. So walking on eggshells is the norm. Don't push back or you might make someone else feel uncomfortable and thus harassed. And now there will be a federal report system in the United States for perceived hate events. We are in a world where more and more delicacies from more and more places are more available. Oh, oops, not what we're talking about. My bad. Oh, procreation, the biological imperative. Got to make at least the societal replacement rate. 
<laughs> what a profound, uh, what a profound statement. Wanting it to be for a forever relationship. Duh. Let us know when you have to divorce Jeff. <laughs> uh, congrats, she who has been named. Uh, I am of the perception that one side of the spectrum believes that there is no freedom from being offended, but this side adheres to that view vehemently. Such a drastic difference. Thanks for another wonderful episode. No, you're great. Keep on providing more audible gems. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Raikau, for that. Oh, that was so nice. I appreciate it. Uh, uh, could Chris Ross? Uh, you know what? Uh, oh my goodness! Why is his name escaping me? Um, Dave Chappelle, uh, I believe, recently did a a special that was considered fairly controversial. Now I don't know if it was the level of Chris Rock's skit, but um, I know that it was. Again, controversial, and it, it was considered great by some and not so great by others. But I mean, that's of course comedy in general, right? I feel that comedy, especially, is is difficult because there some comedians feel they do have to walk those eggshells, while others are perfectly fine not walking that. Like I remember, pre, like years and years and years ago, like seven or eight years ago, maybe. There was a comedian I saw on stage talking about a rabbi and circumcision and how they would remove the excess skin with their mouths. Um, and that was weird, right? Like that whole skit was uncomfortable and weird and very few people laughed. Now, mind you, this comedian, I think at the end, ended up kind of saving himself by telling more traditional type of jokes. But that bit in the middle where he la it like lasted a good five minutes, that, that bit where he was talking about the rabbis. I was like, wow, really? And I was more fascinated by the fact that this guy was telling these type of jokes than I wasn't offended by them. I wasn't grossed out by them. I was more like. You realize who you're, you realize what city you're in and what your audience is. Like, this isn't necessarily like, like that, that, these aren't necessarily the type of jokes that really fly. You know, I don't think with anyone really. Like, again, I didn't laugh. I didn't, I didn't find them funny. But I, I also was like, I understand what this guy is trying to do. <laughs> and I understand that he's trying to be offensive for the sake of being funny and it didn't work. Um, which goes to your whole intent versus how you feel, right? Like the dude's intent was to be as shocking and, and like, I'm shocking you into humor, but it didn't work. You know, now was he now, now, now how, how we felt about it, whatever we felt gross about it. It was a gross set of jokes, but again, I ended like as a person who actually thinks, <laughs> right. Who actually uses their mind to think, <laughs> I, I, my thoughts are, hey, no, this guy was trying to be this really shocking comedian and it failed. So whatever, better luck next time. And he learned from that. He, he, he read the audience. He'll probably learn from that and not use shocking humor like that anymore. You know, that's the point. You know, it's a learning experience, especially for comedians. Um, as for uh, the word Nazi and Bill Maher, well, well, not Bill Maher specifically, but like how it's just being used over you know, increasingly. It is, yeah. It, it's a word that has zero meaning. Like it really does have. It, it used to be the worst thing ever. You know, ten years ago it was like really like oh, 
That's terrible. But now everyone's a Nazi. Everyone, literally, right? Because everyone calls you. The moment you talk a certain way, you're a Nazi, or you talk this way, you're not. Like, it doesn't matter what side you're on. The moment you say anything that doesn't, like, fit into the, the basket, you're that word, so... As for a live radio event, yeah, if I want a single, like, if I want no one to come to my radio event, sure, I'd love to do a live radio event. Like I said, like I, like I said in the pre- in previous uh, simulator, um, those those hundreds upon hundreds of people that were listening in the past are gone. It's back to the same old handful of people who are downloading and listening to the show, which I'm happy for. Like, those are the real people who are listening and enjoying the show, you know? I'm guessing the others were bots or, like, were, were something else. I don't know what they were, but whatever. Um, and I, that sucks about the, the uh, sexual harassment training. Oh man. Yeah. I, I, I think here's the pro here's the thing though. I think the more people who don't walk in eggshells, the more that it's just going to be like, well, we can't, we can't fire everyone, right? Like we, we, we can't, we, we can't punish everybody if every, if no one is walking on eggshells, right? It's just a matter of trying to get everyone not to walk on eggshells and not for everyone not to feel like anything they say will, can and will be used against them no matter what, right? Like we just can't live that way. And I, and I actually see more and more people not doing that. I see more and more people online specifically who are like, yeah, go ahead and try to cancel me, try to get rid of me. Go for it. And more and more of those people are staying. More Like, remember how we had that kind of weird Twitter purge where a bunch of people were just disappearing online? Like, whether they were prominent or not, they were just disappearing? I don't see that really happening as much anymore. Because I think even Twitter, even, 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 um, whatever the hell his name is who runs Twitter, I forget his name, Jack Dorsey, even he realizes, like, well, we can't, there's too many of them. And plus, we can't remove all of the prominent people who think on one side. Like, that, that can't, that doesn't work. I mean, I guess they could, but I don't think that works as a function. How are you going to get the other side enraged and engaged, right? Like, you know, the current kind of zeitgeist for culture is as long as, if they're angry, they're, they're active, right? So what what are you going to do? Keep everyone angry so that they stay active. But if everyone self-reflected and realized, well, what's the point of being angry? Blah, we'll get back to a society that's actually civil and normal. Um, let's see. What else? I think that's it. Thank you again for the uh, the wonderful comments uh, there, right, Cal? I really do appreciate it. Um, and thanks, everyone, for listening to the online friend simulator um yeah i have nothing else to say other than you guys are awesome the, you know you guys who continue to listen and keep downloading every week and and sharing with friends and family and neighbors like i really do appreciate it uh i i, I feel like i feel like Every time I turn on this mic and every time I hit record, I'm setting myself up for something, either good or bad. I don't know, good or bad. I don't know what it is. I always feel like I'm setting myself up for something. Hopefully good, not bad. But the fact that, you know, I, you know, I still get Right Cow and, and Anthony, um, you know, sending me feedback every, more or less every episode and, 
the fact that there's again, I still see people downloading and I know that my girlfriend listens and like, I mean, that's more than enough reason to keep going, right? To keep doing this. Uh, I, I was, I was, uh, there was a, a, a fellow podcaster whom I encouraged because she's a very good, I thought she was a very good talker, very good podcaster. I'm like, you should do a podcast. But then the numbers started waning on her side and she felt like, well, if I'm not famous, what's the point? If I'm not making hundreds of thousands of listens per week, what's the point? And I'm like, that's the point is to share your passion on here to share what you feel passionate about. What you feel is important to share on here. Like even if there's one listener, two listeners, which is what I start. I, I started with like 20 listeners when I did super, when I did geek love radio, you know, 20 listeners listened consistently every week. And then it grew to a hundred and 200 and 300. And I never hit the thousands, but hundreds of listeners would download geek love radio every week. And then it got stale and, and the numbers went down, but whatever. I think I, I think I should have ended it when I was kind of, you know, you only have so much passion for a particular topic, right? Especially since I was, I was perpetually single that entire time. And I was kind of going around in circles cause I wasn't dating and I wasn't having, you know, I wasn't having relations with anybody. And so it's like, well, what, what am I saying? What am I sharing on here? I'm not sharing much. So I go back, you know, so to, to, I go back to this, which is like, oh, yeah, the, the, this show doesn't necessarily grow, which is fine. I, I mean, it doesn't have to, I guess. I'd like it to. We all would. But just because it doesn't doesn't mean I'm going to stop because there's somebody out there who might find value in it. One person who finds value in it. And that's kind of important because that maybe that one person becomes the next person who makes the biggest change in our world. That's why the voices matter. That's why our voices matter. That's why people are so keen to advocate because we can inspire that one big voice, right? It may not be our own, but it could be somebody else's. We can inspire that one big voice, that one, you know, uh, influential and profound person who may change our history forever. And they may never say, oh, it's because I listened to the online friend simulator. <laughs> they may never say that. But they may have listened to an episode and been like, inspired, like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Who knows? I'd like to think that, you know, keep my ego going. If you want to keep my ego going, uh, go on to iTunes. Most important thing you can do. I forget everything else. You don't have to write in. You don't have to. I want everyone to focus on simply just getting the word out of this show, just simply getting this show out there to other people iTunes, uh, Google Play or whatever, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you go get your podcasts, wherever your podcatchers are, just go there, leave a review. Um, and if I can find it, I'll read it. I, I don't know. There's got to be a consolidated place where all the comments of, of certain podcasts are. So I know because I, I saw a comment for a podcast I did years ago. That I didn't know existed until like last year. And I'm like, this, this comment's like 10 years old and I didn't know it existed. If I did, I would have said something. I would have shouted it out, but it was on some obscure place. So I wish I knew how to find comments on, on the podcast. I'll have to do some Google digging. Anyway, 
thanks everyone for listening. Thank you guys for sharing. Thank you guys for being there. And thank you for being a friend. And just know that every time you listen to the show, and even when you're not, even when you're out in the wilds with no internet and no no podcast to listen to, then you have a friend in me. <laughs> all right, guys. I'll talk to you all next week with another profound, hopefully, and educational topic such as today. All right. I'm so t- I got I need to do one more. I need to do one more. Hold on. Let me see if I can find. Um... Here you go. You have reached your destination. Is there any way you could breathe a little quieter? What do you mean quieter? This is how I breathe. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>